Welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Simon Blair, and with my co-host Emma Doyle, we explore how to coach for success in both sport and business. And make sure you find us on Facebook, where you can access all the latest episodes. Here's Emma. Hello and welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with Judith Ralston, uh, former opera singer, uh, weather extraordinaire, BBC, just an all-round beautiful person and not a bad little tennis player too at the recent Rally for Bally event. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. The first question is the Vegemite question. You either love it or you hate it. What's, what's your take on Vegemite? Oh, I'm a fan. I do, yep. I've got a, quite a few friends from your neck of the woods, so to speak, and uh, they would bring their Vegemite over from Australia or New Zealand, and yeah, I'm a big fan. Kind of Vegemite, yeah. <laughs> uh, in that case, um, could you share with us uh, your best coaching moments, even when you're a singer or even um, in the presenting world? Like, there's somebody who you know influenced you in that in that positive way, and that set your career on the path that it has. I think I'd have to reflect back on my singing career um, when a particular teacher that I had told me to be myself and I think that has been the crux of all my career as a singer and also as um, a presenter on television in any sphere, whichever area I'm presenting in, is to be as close to your real you, which... Not all, not all people can do, but I think if you can be as relaxed and as close to being who you really are, that will carry you a long way in any kind of presentation, whether it's singing, whether it's communicating with others, or whether it's on television or radio. And I guess the flip side of that, um, also on the show, we'd like to talk about maybe a worst coaching moment or in a time where, you know, what's the lesson in in the negative experience for for coach for our listeners? Um, I think. When somebody's quite thinks they're being positive by being negative, like perhaps um, saying some negative things about your singing or what the way you present in a negative way, I think you have to. If you see something you're not entirely sure about, turn it into a positive by mentioning the positive things. You say, Do you know what we could really, for example, say uh, perhaps the way I'm. Um, my voice in a broadcast is maybe goes a bit too quiet. Uh, you know, if I was saying to somebody the same, that same kind of situation, I'd say, you know, your voice is really lovely, but why don't you think about maybe just speaking a wee bit louder or imagine that you're talking to somebody who's slightly deaf or put it in a positive context. Don't kind of turn it into a negative thing so that it's a positive thing to work on, to remember. So when you think about what you've got to improve, you're not thinking about it in a negative way. You're thinking, oh, I must include that rather than, oh my God, I better do it, if that means sense. Uh, you're speaking my language there. I completely concur with that. Um, the next question is the sliding doors question. So you know when your life is heading one way and then something happens or someone happens and you end up turning dramatically left or right. Um, obviously we have many throughout our careers but is there a moment that jumps out at you um, that you could share with us? Um, I'm just trying to think it's definitely things we're, somehow, sometimes things just fall into place and I never set out to be a weather presenter obviously my biggest uh, love was um, music and opera and a career in media or television was something I never even contemplated it was just when a friend suggested to me I could use my voice in a different way and I had never ever thought about doing that and I guess that was a moment that, which took me into a completely different career path but which has become a very successful career path for me um, 
and I think that's something I say to young people actually uh, nobody's asked for my yeah, nobody's ever asked for my qualifications it's been about actually my skills that I can bring to the table that I have developed over the years and um, I think that's quite an important thing for young people to, to take take with them through life because it, there's a lot of pressure about exams and succeeding but actually it's along the journey that the journey to, to you're making through life that you pick up the experience you pick up the skill set and know how to, to respect people but respect it's a big thing for me is respecting everybody you work with from the people at the front door who let you in and the people in the canteen who you know I'm proud to say are my mates at work actually because we work all work rotten shifts so you get to know everybody and respect them uh, and I think that's one thing I would say um, the next question is in a one to a maximum of three words what do you think makes a great coach Upbeat, motivating, motivational, um, inspirational. Beautiful. And finally, uh, we ask you if you have a question for the po coaching podcast. So you know when you get a chance to meet um, other successful entrepreneurs or other really um, successful coaches or people. I mean, I'm sure you meet many throughout your industry or all the politicians. What's that one question that you you want to know more about? What's the one thing that really intrigues you? And um, and remember, our, our audience is both sport and business. Um, do you have a question for the coaching podcast? I think. What inspires you? It always intrigues me what inspires people to keep going or dive, you know, spread their wings into different areas or, yeah, I think inspiration. What's your inspiration? Um, and sorry, I have to ask a bonus question. This, this is bonus content now. Um, I'm always intrigued. Um, you know, you're a successful woman uh, and in an industry that is very difficult, um, broadcasting, I'm sure. What, what, what's your advice or what, what's your number one tip or um, of, of making it, you know, and, and being um, being a woman in sometimes in a, in a difficult world? Um, yeah, what, what, just any, any thoughts on that for our... I think one thing I've noticed over my career during my career in broadcasting is you do have to toughen up and that's a big disappointment to me because I'm not instinctively someone who's tough but you have to be tough to take some of the knocks along the way and let them wash over you um, and I mean knocks as in petty jealousies and things like that which are actually quite pathetic and that's why and that's why I'm very open to encouraging women and young, younger women coming through in my business to try and knock that on the head and it's not always um, women either I think men can be more difficult um, and, and I have no time for bullying at all so but you know what? These people have taught me, the people that have come into my life and um, have been bullies have taught me never, ever do it yourself. You know, I will never bully anybody. Well, not that I would anyway, but you learn that what's acceptable and what's not. And, you know, you live your life by that, you know. You know. Thank you so much for being on the show. Pleasure. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with Lee McConnell. Uh, first question is the Vegemite question. You either love it or you hate it or have you tried it? 
I have tried it, but a long, long time ago, and I didn't like it, so I've never sort of ventured, <laughs> ventured into it again. <laughs> so because you answered that way, the next question is around um, your worst coaching moment as a, you know, as an athlete. Like maybe when something happened, and, and what's the lessons in in that moment for our listeners around something that didn't go so well? Can you think of something like that from a coach perspective? Um. <laughs> I think I've always been given pretty good advice from my coach. I think most of the mistakes have probably come from me <laughs> and not following the instructions that I've been given. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that in it, itself is interesting, isn't it, too? Yeah. <laughs> I do listen to instructions. Sometimes yeah. I just kind of forget yeah. <laughs> to follow them through. Okay, so your best coaching moment. Can you think of them? We'll go with the flip side of that then. That you, you know, and what again? What what's the lesson in that for the listeners? Best coaching moment from your coaches. Oh, my coaches. Um, I've got I've had a few coaches over the yeah. years, um, um, and my main sort of 400 meter coach, Roger Harkins. Um, he was all he's always been really good, really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and but when our very first session with Roger, I was a high jumper before I changed 400 metres. My very first session with Roger, um, I turned up to the track and being a high jumper, I'd never really ran further in training than about 150 metres. And I was told that um, that would be okay by my previous high jump coach. Don't worry, it won't make you run that far. My first training session was something like 10, 400 metres. And I was just, couldn't believe it. Um, and I started the session, it was okay, but by the last couple of runs, I was going so slow, the people in the warm-up laps were actually going quicker than me, and I think and that's probably the very first lesson he, he taught me, that um, basically, this is going to be hard, and are you going to actually stick in at this? And it was a test, and I didn't find out this until years later, that it was a test, and thankfully I passed. I did, I came back for more, but, you know, he was he's always sort of testing me, and he did it really to find out about me and my personality, and that's quite an important thing. I think the coach really needs to know about you as a person to know what, how much he can push you mm-hmm. and um, and what you're going to cope with both physically and mentally so that was my first lesson from him and I think it was, it was quite a good one he, yeah. he, he learned a lot from it um, and what he needed to know about me to yeah. go moving forward together yeah. fantastic the next question is the sliding doors question so you know when your life's heading one way and then something happens or someone happens or and you end up turning dramatically left or right um we have many throughout our career, but is there one that stands out for you that you could share with us? That was probably the, the change from the high jump to the 400 metres. Um, I was training um, down at Loughborough University, and it was my last year was in 2000, ahead of the Sydney Olympics, and I wanted to make the team, uh, and I knew what I had to jump, and I missed out by a few centimetres, but to be honest, it was more than a few centimetres because really I didn't think I had it in me to jump the qualifying, although that's what I was saying I wanted to do. I didn't really have the full belief. Um, and at that point I had sort of sat down and I spoke to my coach at the time and I'd been doing the odd 400 metres Loughborough University sort of dragged me into their their 4x4 team um, and it was going quite well so that was a life changing bit when I didn't make the athletics team and admitting to myself it was because I didn't have the belief that I could do it but I I actually felt I had belief in the 400 and that's when I realised right it's time to change so it was a huge change for me you know high jumping to 400 metres they're so different Um, but I'm glad I I did it you know because I wouldn't have had the career I had you know if I'd been a high jumper yeah, yeah, yeah so it was it really was life changing um because I was able to doing the 400 have a you know 
have a, a, quite a long um, athletics career, you know, which which I'm really sort of blessed to have had because you know not many people get to do the job that that they've always wanted to do as a child yeah. growing up. Yeah. Um, in one to a maximum of three words, what do you think makes a great coach? Knowledge, wanting to learn. Knowledge, learn. I'll give you one more if you want it. <laughs> Learning, knowledge. Um, patience. Patience. <laughs> I can see you speaking. Yeah, I knew there was an angle there. There was an angle. Um, and then finally, we ask you if you have a question for the coaching podcast when you get the chance to meet successful entrepreneurs or business people or sports coaches. What's that one thing that you're really always intrigued to want to know more about? Probably the question you've just asked me, you know, what do they feel makes a great coach? Yeah, and, um, you know, yeah, probably what what they feel makes a great coach. I'd probably put that question back to them. yeah. Great. Well, we look forward to discussing it. You've thrown us a challenge back, back at us. I love it. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Coaching Podcast. I'm Emma Doyle here with Colin Fleming, who's the um, the National Coach of Tennis Scotland and uh, recently appointed and obviously was a great player and um, so excited you're in the coaching world. Um, it's been lovely to meet you. Uh, so we've got three quick questions on the coaching podcast. The first one's the Vegemite question. You either love it or you hate it. Um, you know, Marmite, Vegemite. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. what's your take? Uh, I think I'm in the hate it camp. I don't eat it yeah. at all. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not trying it for a while. Maybe I should give it a rerun, yeah. but yeah, I think I'm hate it. Okay, because you chose that answer, um, can you share with us a coaching moment that didn't go so well, even as a player or as a coach? And what, what's the lessons for p- potentially our listeners out there? You know, can you think of something... Because we, we either say your best moment or you... So you can go with best if you can't think of a I, worst moment. I can think of a particularly bad moment with... Uh, I was down at the NTC in Roehampton, the LTA uh, sort of headquarters, working with Louis Caillé, who I worked with throughout my, my whole career. And we had... Uh, Johanna Conta was on the court with us. And Louis, he's all about reactions for us, doubles players up at the net. So we were quite close to the net. And he was feeding Johanna short forehands and saying, you know, really smack it. Really smack it, the guys react it. And he's standing in the middle of the court and one, she just cracks one and goes right between us, catches Louis where you don't want to be caught. Oh no. He threw his racket balls up in the air, stormed <laughs> off the court. That was, and I'm like, Louis, you set the drill up. So, yeah. you know, he didn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's a great story. Um, the next one's the sliding doors question. So, you know, when your life's heading one way and something happens or someone happens, you end up turning left instead of right. Can you share with us one, one of those moments for you? Yeah, really big sliding doors moment. So I uh, went to university in Scotland uh, when I was 17 years old, played a little bit in that time and then ended up finishing my degree, started working uh, for, for a utility company here in Scotland. And about 10 months into that, I had that, that moment, that light bulb moment or whatever you call it, where I said, I want to I wanna give tennis a, as big a crack as I can, really get stuck into it. So I, I had an interesting day going in to see my boss, resigning from my graduate position, which they were obviously like, to play tennis what are you talking about yeah. so uh, well, that wow. was an interesting day and that, that was back in 2000 and, uh, back in 2008 and then I played what eight or nine years on the tour after that and ended up playing all the slams and everything so that was a real key moment for massive, me yeah. massive moment um, in one to a maximum of three words what do you think makes a great coach passion one word 
One passion. Word. Short love and sharp. it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, and finally, is there one question that you could ask us? One, you know, when you get to meet um, successful people, great coaches, this is a business and um, sports coaching audience. What's that one thing that you're always curious about with entrepreneurs or successful people? What's something that really you you love to to what's you know um, get information on? Um, that's a great question. I mean, that's essentially why we're, we're all going to be here today to learn from you, Emma, you know, so no pressure. But, uh, I guess it's sort of, um, I like hearing people's stories and, 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 and how they've, they've ended up where they are and delivering what they do and how mm. they've built up their expertise. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's often so interesting. You can really tap into who the person is, which I talk about my one word passion, and then you can start to see where that, that fire comes mm. from. So mm. I love to hear people's stories and their backgrounds and, mm. and why, why they're here today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Emma Doyle is an international high-performance coach and motivational speaker, helping people to unlock their inner coach. Her mission is to unleash female potential through her Girl Power Camps and the Confidence Matrix program. She can be contacted on email via emma at emmadoyle.com.au or visit her website or Facebook page. And myself, well, for the best part of the last 25 years, I've been a coach of managers and their staff at the front line of sales and customer service. And uh, I would love your connection on LinkedIn. So search for me, Simon Blair, Contact Centre Coach, and connect. You can also email me at simon.blair at 5degrees. That's F-I-V-E, 5degrees.com.au.